G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Coming up today on The Story. She'd say, Dawn, if your mum had not helped me, I would have been in the gutter. And so she would remember that. And it's really good to have people on our board who are people who have been homeless, who have been to Benmer and who have been helped because they understand where people are coming from. The Story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, last time, Eric Scadabo spoke with aunt and nephew Dawn Devlin and Doug McDonald. As we heard, Dawn's parents started a ministry for women in need called Ben Warren in 1951. Dawn's nephew, Doug McDonald, has written a book about the history of Ben Warren called The Ben Warren Story, a biography of Howard and Olive McDonald. Today, we'll hear more of the Ben Warren story as Dawn shares more about her parents' incredible devotion to serving others. Also, we'll hear how Dawn went on to lead the ministry for over 30 years herself. Once again, Dawn and Doug are chatting with Eric Scadabo in our Melbourne studios. When Mum heard their story, she affirmed them. She mm. understood. And somebody listened to their story. Mm-hmm. And that helped them for starters. That someone's listening. Yeah, somebody's To begin listening. with, yeah. And then they can hear, A, of Jesus, but mm-hmm. now we don't push... Um, so a number of these women, a number were not, of these women were came not to know Jesus. Oh, okay. A number of the women already knew Jesus, mm-hmm. but they didn't realise that Jesus can walk with us and talk mm-hmm. with us. And mm-hmm. meeting Mum, who was really an evangelist at mm-hmm. heart, yeah. meant that they heard that Jesus really did love them. You know, mm-hmm. they'd heard now mm-hmm. that they, for a long time, some of them, that they didn't think they were lovable. Mm-hmm. They didn't think they were good enough. They well, felt they are probably felt... told by their abusive spouse absolutely that you're nothing and you deserve or this Or by their fathers, treatment. originally. Often you marry somebody who's like your father, and the father said the same thing. Mm-hmm. So a low self-image. Yeah. Gee, you know, we're all special to God. Mm-hmm. We're all yeah. equal. And yeah. that was the message, right. the message that they brought from Q Baptist, I believe, and from a lot of those people down there, mm-hmm. that we are all equal and God loves us equally. Mm-hmm. And he sees us. He's the God that sees. He's the God that he is. Mm-hmm. And so mum would share the scripture and very often she'd connect people with as if they wanted someone to follow them up. Mm-hmm. Sometimes their husbands were struggling for various reasons. Mm-hmm. So mum would get Uncle Eugene, Eugene Veith, to go and visit them. Sometimes their business wasn't doing so Eugene well. Eugene was a Christian? Yeah, Eugene Veith was a Christian who also had been part of, and as was Walter Veith, mum's other brother, and she had two other lovely brothers, beautiful but Charles and, and Louis. But a number of the brothers came through Christian Endeavour along with mum and dad. In mm-hmm. fact, Wal was Uncle Eugene, uh, was uh, dad's best mate at the time, mum's mm-hmm. brother. So 
they had sort of family behind them that that mm-hmm. supported them in that, and so or she'd connect with some of the MEF ladies and mm-hmm. say, "Look, there's somebody in your area, Baldwin, or wherever it might be, and she's she's got nobody, and can you make connections with those mm-hmm. people?" Mm-hmm. And that follow up was very important. And Ben Warren today still has a follow up ministry where we mm-hmm. have a hundred people on that list, and there's two ladies who ring them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. So. That that was very important, mm-hmm. yeah, for people. It gave them strength it, as well as the physical, just being out in the nature, in nature. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. Being out in out. nature and walking and mm-hmm. having routine meal, having your meal cooked for you. That's one of the greatest blessings the ladies really appreciate. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a healthy meal. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as we had back in the guest house days, we had things like singing around the piano and and games, quits and sort of, mm. you know, the old-fashioned games. So a bit of uh, Tennis, we had yeah. tennis, etc. Yeah. Yeah. Et yeah. yeah, my grandmother really not only brought Jesus into that place but prayed, you know, for them and Grandpa also had a contribution to helping whole families. Mm. And that was was part of who they were mm. in Christ yeah. and God's work through them wasn't wasn't just growing the church for the sake of growing a church or mm. anything like that. It was really to help them. That brings up a whole topic that we haven't discussed yet. We've mainly been speaking about the impact that your parents' ministry had on women, but also, of course, the children come with the women. So yeah. tell us a little bit about the children that were impacted by the ministry as well. Well, there was a time, uh, uh, you know, one family of uh, children that mum and dad were helping and dad acquired a number of houses so mm-hmm. that some of these people could go into those houses at mm-hmm. reduced rate. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was important. And that was in their middle ministry. So that was having left the guest house, mm-hmm. but the guest house still going on, but mm-hmm. not yet affirmed as time out for women and children in need. So that up until 1978. And they helped these families. So there was one family of six, one of eight, uh, another one I've forgotten, seven or eight. And so they had opportunity to minister into local families. Mm. And mum, I know at Christmas we gave out about 100 gifts specifically that were chosen specifically for each child at the Christmas party mm-hmm. at Ben Warren, which mm-hmm. we had at the end of every year. But mum also had another 100 children that she mm. would send them wow. to, uh, families that she'd helped. One family, there was a, a mum came to us, and I think it was through the MEF contact. Um, she came up. She had nowhere to live. They found her a place to live. She'd had two children die of leukaemia when they reached the age of four. Mm. Now, she had two other children mm-hmm. who she was scared because one was about to reach the age of four. And this mum was also, there was domestic violence involved, etc. Um now, mum and dad helped her for a, a, a couple of years, mm-hmm. right, in, in, in the house. Food, I used to babysit, actually, mm-hmm. for those yeah. children. Mm-hmm. But there's some wonderful things happened in that family, and a lot of it goes back to the fact that they had an alternative to see an alternative way of life. And some of our girls mm. that come now, I remember one girl, she was on the phone to her brother, and apparently the family were arguing in the background. She got off the phone and she said, Dawn, when I get a house, she was homeless at the time, when I get a house, I want my brother to come and live with me. Mm. She said, people around here are all kind to me. Mm. And she said, this was a new way of life for her. And she wanted her home yeah. to be one that was where they were kind. Well, that's yeah. something I'm reflecting on as you're sharing. Mm. Here you had women in very difficult, desperate situations, mm. abuse, 
both emotional and physical. Mm. What if they didn't have a place like Ben Warren to go and learn that there is a different way, a kind way to live? So not only did they get out of the immediate dysfunctional trauma that they were in, Mm. but then they learned there's a new way. There's a Christ-like way of living. And they wanted more of that. And the children were able to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And it's very hard for, uh, I mean, one of our ladies who was uh, ended up being president of Ben Warren for a couple of years and was treasurer at one point in time as well, she came as a staff worker and helped. Mm-hmm. Whenever we would say, oh, do you think we should keep this lady because, you know, she's challenging and she's maybe causing and other coming people Coming from in the a house, rough background. Ha- having yeah. difficulty. And she'd say, Dawn, if your mum had not... Um, helped me, I would have been in the gutter. Mm. And so she would remember that. And it's really good to have people on our board mm. who are people who have been homeless, who have been to Benmer and who mm. have been helped mm. because they understand where people are coming from. Mm. Yeah. You know, it, and, and not everybody comes from those circumstances. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's uh, across, across the board. People are going through, they might have... All sorts of things can happen, and it's it can be very tiring. Yeah. So and, sometimes, you know, parents yeah. just need a time out. Uh, they need a break. Yeah. They need a break, and it helps them to go mm-hmm. back. At our thirtieth anniversary, a, a, a ten-year-old young girl uh, uh, got up and she said, "When my mum comes home from Ben Warren, she said my mum is is better." My mum is more able to help us. Because she's and been refreshed that time out. Because they've been refreshed. Now, mm-hmm. another lady at our, I had, they had a thank you day for me mm-hmm. recently because I'd finished 30 years of being at Ben Marin. And one of our lady, one of our, well, she's now a lady, but she was a child. <laughs> and she was with her mother there, and her mother now helps at Ben Marin. Yeah. And she said, Dawn, thank you for giving me my mother. Mm-hmm. I would not, her mother came at a time when she'd learned that it looked like divorce between them. Mm-hmm. There'd been domestic violence and it was divorce. It wasn't her calling for it, but it was the partner. And she had six children and she came and she was helped. But the, this lovely, lovely young lady now, just lovely young lady, said, you gave me my mother mm. because she would come and she would have that break and we actually saw who she was. That she wasn't, she didn't have to have the burden of cooking all mm. the time. She didn't, you know, with her six children. And every year they would come for a school holiday mm. time. And we would have a program for the children so mum could relax mm. and everybody was getting fed well, mm. etc. They were hearing each other's stories. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of people from, well, we have them from, I think at one stage I counted 23 nations that we'd had. And that, that was oh, about wow. 25 years ago. Mm. Uh, Prior to that, so we had, international had people from 20, as well, 23 yeah. nations. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd love to put flags up you know, for every <laughs> yeah, country. So they yeah. come and say, oh, somebody's been here from wherever, with Lebanon or whatever country it might be. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, these people didn't have grandparents. And one of the thank yous that came in at that time was, thank you for being my grandparent mm. because I didn't have my grandparents here. Mm. They were over in another country. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, for children it's been – I love the opportunity to upskill the kids, to help them run around in the fresh air because mm. I had that. I yeah. was free yeah. when I was young. And so they and got I a chance to get that free. too. Yeah. yeah. You're listening to The Story. 
Our guests today are once again aunt and nephew Dawn Devlin and Doug McDonald, who are sharing more about the Ministry for Women and Children in Need that Dawn's parents started, called Ben Warren. We'll hear more of the Ben Warren story when we return. The Story If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax and this is The Story. Our guests today are once again aunt and nephew Dawn Devlin and Doug McDonald, who are sharing about the Ministry for Women and Children in Need that Dawn's parents started called Ben Weirin. Next, we'll hear how the ministry has undergone changes over the years. We could go on for a long time with the mm. many, many wonderful stories of the women and children that your parents have helped over the years. But uh, we have to move on to the next stage. Unfortunately, your mother passed away in the 90s. Is that correct? That's right. And now is that? End of 92. Yeah. And is that when you took over as the CEO? That's right. I had been involved for six years previously, but in 1984, um, I withdrew because I had some family challenges. Mm -hmm. But then when mum passed away, my feeling was that I needed to go back to uh, – mum had done a lot of refuge work, literally refuge work. Um, so people were coming from everywhere and mm. coming to the valley where we lived and then moving into the valley in a way. And I just felt that we had to move from homeless, uh, which we'd sort of become known for, mm. to prevention's better than cure, time out. And, of course, mm. a lot of people who've been through stresses and challenges, those things piggyback. If they haven't dealt with those things, haven't talked about them, mm. they piggyback onto people and make things worse even when they get older, etc. Mm. And, of course, it, it, it affects their children, yeah. whatever's happened to the children. So they've often stayed in difficult circumstances and that's affected their children mm -hmm. and affected the next generation. So... I felt we needed to do prevention better than cure. So mm. I sort of went back to that model. We still had two, and always do, still have two homeless at a time who are referred mm. by agencies. And that's when we, I probably brought my teacher element of professional development and mm. things like that, that, that we had both in-house training and, and uh, training from outside on the very practical things, food handling and, and uh, first aid. And now we do things like uh, domestic violence. Well, for the last 20 years, we've done domestic violence awareness and response training. Mm -hmm. And it's so important, not just not what to say, but what not to say for people, etc. So all we like all our people to have that particular four-day training. We, we believe that's important. But I, I was going to say, mm. sadly, mm. the problem of domestic violence and abuse mm. is not going away. It's, if yeah. anything, it's getting worse or people are more aware of it. So yeah. in a sense, your parents were ahead of their time. They were ahead of their time. That Absolutely. they were ministering to a need that was really there but not talked about a lot. They saw the truth. Mm -hmm. They yeah. heard, they listened and yeah. heard the truth. Yeah. Yeah. But- Good on you guys. Good on you for over 30 years yeah. leading it and then now handing it over to somebody yeah. else mm -hmm. for this much needed ministry. Mm. 
Yes, so it's been handed over now to Nicole, and Nicole's doing is, is the CEO now. Nicole and she's is, in the family as well. Yes, <laughs> so she's my other brother's daughter, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one of the others, Melissa, is also on the committee uh, because she's done a lot with dis- people with disabilities mm-hmm. and etc. Um, etc. Et so those who are on the, the committee and the board, you know, bring their their knowledge as well. Mm-hmm. Doug. Many ministries might just kind of like shed their previous history and put it aside and say, oh, we know better. Mm. And one of the things I think in Australian culture that I don't like is that we're not a culture of honour. And so I, th- I really saw this as an opportunity for me personally also to honour my grandparents mm. and my parents. Yeah. And that, I think, goes against even the you know sense of, oh, social history is boring, you know, mm. uh, you know forget mm. the history yeah. and it's given me a heart to say okay you might discard that but i don't i see the pearls of wisdom here mm. you know what was the heart of my grandparents why was that so important why was it so important that dawn gave up the majority of her life to then give to the same vision as how and olive you know i honor dawn here right now and mm. say dawn amazing that you you gave up a vast amount of your years for this until you know you're retiring only this year you know so that's mm. tremendous and and i just think you know we need more families mm. that honor each other so that is another reason i wrote mm. and and yeah, when- I, was, I was just going to ask you doug what do you think is the biggest impact that ben Warren? now you've been a part of ben Warren besides writing the book what do you think overall is the biggest impact it's had on your life so when I was seven years on the committee and about a year and a half on the board helping out in my contribution mm-hmm. through that time as well, I saw, you know, I'm, I'm one of two guys on a board of seven with all ladies. Huh. Uh, and so, you know, it's a women's ministry for mm-hmm. women led by women. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I came on because uh, well, I'm, needed a, some I'm, guys. I'm a grandson. <laughs> Uh, yeah. of, of the founder, but also I had the ability to do some bit of photography and, you know, mm, a bit yeah. of help here and there where I can give it. And later on, I started to get interested in in their story. But, you know, I don't do any on-site practical ministry. Mm-hmm. It's not my thing. But I've been a youth worker, and in that space, it interests me from that perspective of whole families. Mm-hmm. And so I want to see Australia and the families in Australia become you know, aware of God's ability to help in their family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want to see Australia revived in its ability to be healthy families. Mm -hmm. I want to see families in Australia revived and Mm -hmm. and look to God. God has comfort. Mm -hmm. God has things that they can bring into their families that they have no idea about. Mm -hmm. And the previous generations knew those things. They knew how God can help their families. Mm. So I'm saying the previous generations knew more than what our generation mm. give them credit for. Mm. Can Go I, on. two things. One, I want to give a shout out to our volunteers because mm. they do bring experience and mm. many of them, I, you know, I had listed quite a number, but about seven or eight of our volunteers at the moment who are there on site at different times have been through Ben Warren itself and they mm. know the stories, etc. And then others have come in to help so Ben Warren wouldn't exist without the volunteers. Oh, and we should say, I just wanted to jump in here and say that in the past on this program, we spoke with Brooke Sharp, right. who is, I guess you could kind of say, a graduate mm-hmm. of Ben Warren, was That's greatly right. helped 
and yeah. her story, and now she's involved with Elijah Care. So different ministries helping each other, and Absolutely. that's been on this program in the past. Yeah. So it's it's just wonderful to hear how one ministry is helping another, and and because. Your ministry helped turn her life around when she was in a desperate situation, had yeah. to get out from her home and get her kids in a safe place. Yeah. That that turned her family around. And now, fortunately, her husband has come good and is yeah. on the board with Elijah Care. So yeah. it's just great to hear yeah, yeah. Uh, these success stories. Uh, and, and there's some other stories like that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the roles that I play in life, even as a teacher, because I am a teacher, was a facilitator. Mm-hmm. And over these last 30 years, we've been able to facilitate learning mm-hmm. for those people when, wherever they've come from. Mm-hmm. Ben Warren, to me, is a very good training ground for mm-hmm. anybody who wants to do ministry. An excellent place to see it in reality, to have fellowship, but to be able to talk to people who are just off the street. Mm-hmm. And um, we don't preach in that sense. We just, with our lives, where they ask the questions. If they ask the questions, we'll answer them. Mm-hmm. But just to demonstrate the love of God. So one of the scriptures, and I'll just include this as a snippet, and I know today there's so many stories in this book, mm-hmm. and I encourage you to read it, but the Argus Press, so... Back in 1940, 26th of August, 1940, uh, Oliver and Howard announced their engagement to be married. Mm -hmm. And so that was a bit of a tradition then. But they put in this scripture, those who put their trust in him shall find comfort under his wings. So they put a scripture verse right in in with their marriage announcement. Yeah, that's it. And so they brought everything to the table, you know. Mm. So one thing that... I saw in the structure of how they set the family and it came through to my family as well, through my dad, Max and Chris, is that you're always welcome at the table. Mm. The dinner table is that place where you have time to talk, Mm. time to listen. And my dad would always say, and we worked on the farm as well, but, Mm. you know, come wash your hands, clean up your face and then come to the table. Don't Mm. come to the table until you wash your hands clean your face. Mm. And in the book, I'd, I write about how Olive had to, at one point, forgive a family that had really hurt the organization, mm. the, the ministry. Mm. And she came to God with others. And they said, we need to have a clean face before God. Mm. A clean face with God and others. Mm. And when you come to the table, you're presenting yourself. And you don't come to God's table without a clean face, wash hands. Hmm. Uh, hands to serve and honesty. Hmm. And I think you, you asked me what was the biggest impact mm-hmm. on my yeah. life and, yeah. and that continues to resound in me is how much she forgave, that she listened, uh, she had empathy for others and the importance of, of having family and being honest with others in in family and community we're we're living in, and Mm. and whether that includes both local family or church as well in the church community. But those principles and values were there and built Mm. into my Mm. life and came down and was so important. You know, forgiveness is a a journey sometimes, Mm. but you come honestly, you know, to the table. You still come to the table, and I think you look each other in the face. And I think that that is an important part of family life. And I think that makes families stronger. Mm. And so I would be saying, yeah, that's the key, that they lived that. Mm. They didn't preach it. They lived it. 
And mm. one of the things that's really important at Ben Warren is not being judgmental. Mm. It's a safe place. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's okay. And I think that's one of the things that's mm. helped people continue to minister. Mm-hmm. If they're being ministered to, they mm. can still start to minister. They don't have to be perfect. Mm. The wonderful thing well, is... That's good. <laughs> that, yeah. The wonderful thing is that God accepts us all at certain levels and we grow. And I really believe that that has mm. made the difference. People who would otherwise say, Dawn, I'm not good enough. Mm. You just say, no, God has given you the opportunity and you can do it and he will receive that. And I've got stories about that, but I won't tell them now because we've gone on for too long. Well, unfortunately, we've run out of time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But we are very grateful to hear your story, mm. a bit of your story, a bit of your story as well, Doug, and of course, your grandparents' story and your parents' story. Howard and Olive McDonald, and the whole legacy of Ben Warren. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Thank you for having us. Really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, Eric. Really appreciate it coming. Well, that was part two of Eric Scatterbo chatting with aunt and nephew Dawn Devlin and Doug McDonald. Doug has written a book about the ministry for women that Dawn's parents started. It's called The Ben Warren Story, a biography of Howard and Olive MacDonald. And today we heard how Dawn went on to lead the ministry for over 30 years herself. And now that Dawn has retired, it's being led by Dawn's niece, Nicole. So it's great to hear how one family has been involved in helping women and children in need over the years. Once again, to find out more about the ministry, you can go to their website. It's benwaren.com.au. That's B E N W. E-R-R-E-N, benwaren.com.au. Finally, we'll end today with a Bible verse that the ministry is based on. It comes from Isaiah chapter 58, verse 6 and 7, where the Lord says, The kind of fasting I want is this, remove the chains of oppression and the yoke of injustice, and let the oppressed go free. Share your food with the hungry and open your homes to the homeless poor. Give clothes to those who have nothing to wear and do not refuse to help your own relatives. Well, thanks so much for joining us for the Ben Warren story and some background into the lives of the people who helped provide a time out for women and children in need. Until next time, I'm Jimmy Colfax encouraging you to share your story with someone today. The Story. Just another way Vision is helping you look to God daily. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.